Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. So today we're in Proverbs 24 and we'll be wrapping up the 30 sayings of Solomon and then moving into just some additional sayings of Solomon. So anyways, let's go ahead and and approach God in prayer. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for, for loving us. You know, I'm grateful for all that you've done. You're the creator of everything and yet you love me, you care about me. You performed a miracle and took care of my daughter yesterday, so Lord, I'm so grateful for that. You are kind, you are gracious. And Father, I pray that as we read today that we would understand how gracious you really are. We would gain some wisdom and understanding. And I pray for your Holy Spirit to guide us and direct us. May our hearts and our spirits be prepared to hear. May we learn from this and grow closer to you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So yesterday, my youngest daughter, I I have two, um, she's a professional equestrian, and she was competing. And what happened when she's doing this is sometimes, I guess, she, she was distracted by something, and she got lost in her thoughts. Anyways, long story short, her as she was coming up to a jump, she approached it incorrectly with the horse and the horse basically flipped and was heading down and she was coming off the saddle coming off the horse thank god she actually jumped a little bit but the horse was still coming on towards her and was going to land on her you know it's 2000 pounds and against you know 120 it just isn't a good good combination there but somehow some way the horse didn't hit her um and she was okay the horse is okay too doesn't have anything significantly broken um or my daughter so you know people said that you know it was just amazing what the horse did in order not to hit her and it's interesting because yesterday morning i just felt compelled to pray for her even more than I normally do. I pray for my kids every day, usually every morning. Um, and I just felt compelled to pray for her. And it was probably right around the same time that it was all happening. So Lord God just took care of her. And I'm so grateful. He does work in our lives on a daily basis. And he is a kind and gracious God who moves in amongst our, our lives. And, you know, I'm just so, so thankful that she's okay. The horse is okay. Um, and that what really just came out of this was, was, you know, fear, you know, concern, stress from her and from me and her, her mom. We're all very concerned, but we're thankful. So anyways, that's pretty much how, how my day went yesterday. It was a little bit of a hectic, stressful time and also a day full of gratitude. And today I'm even more grateful. So anyways, with that, let's go ahead and uh, let's go to chapter 24, verse 1. Do not envy the wicked. Do not desire their company. For their hearts plot, their hearts plot violence and their lips talk about making trouble. Saying 21. By wisdom a house is built 
and through understanding it is established. Through knowledge, its rooms are filled with rare and beautiful treasures. Saying 22, The wise prevail through great power, and those who have knowledge muster their strength. Surely you need guidance to wage war, and victory is won through many advisors. You've heard that before. Saying 23, Wisdom is too high for fools. In the assembly at the gate, they must not open their mouths. Saying 24, Whoever plots evil will be known as a schemer. The schemers of folly are sin, and people detest a mocker. Saying 25, If your father in a time of trouble, if you falter, sorry, in a time of trouble, how small is your strength? Rescue those being led led away to death. Hold back those staggering towards slaughter. If you say, but we knew nothing about this, does not he who weighs the heart perceive it? Does not he who guards your life know it? Will he not repay everyone according to what they have done? See, I find that's, that one very interesting because so often you know you're supposed to do something and you don't. I mean, I don't. I'm not going to put that on you guys. But I find that sometimes, a lot of times, I know I'm supposed to do something and yet I don't. And even though it may be beneficial for someone else, I still don't. And I try to rationalize it in my head, but at the end of the day, it says, but does not he who weighs the heart perceive it? God knows what we're doing. He knows our rationalizations, how weak they are. And that if we really trust him to, to, to guide us, to protect us, shouldn't we per, trust him to protect us as we're doing something that might be a little bit dangerous or might be discomforting? I don't know. This kind of struck me. Saying 26, eat honey, my son, for it is good. Honey from the comb is sweet to your taste. Know, know also that wisdom is like honey for you. If you find it, there is a future hope for you. And you, and your hope will not be cut off. I'm not a big fan of honey. I don't know why. Probably because my parents. Well, that was the only sweetener we had when I was a kid. Saying twenty-seven. Do not lurk like a thief near the house of the righteous. Do not plunder their dwelling place. For though the righteous have fallen seven times, they rise again. But the wicked stumble when calamity strikes. Do not gloat when your enemy falls, when, this, when they stumble. Do not let their heart rejoice. Do not let your heart rejoice. Or the Lord will see and disapprove and turn his wrath away from them. So this saying, which is number 28, strikes me because you're supposed to love your enemies. And, you know, so often when someone's really pissed me off or I feel like has been trying to screw me over in some way, also when they, you know, wind up, getting, you know, in trouble, facing bad consequences, whatever, you kind of kind of feel, eh, they deserve that. I'm not supposed to do that, right? According to that, according to this, I'm supposed to still just love my enemies and not wish them such harm and be happy when they're suffering. <laughs> uh, well, I fail on that. I need to do better. That was actually one of the things I highlighted as one of the verses. Saying 29, do not fret because of evildoers, or be envious of the wicked. For the evildoer has no future hope, and the lamp of the wicked will be snuffed out. Saying 30, Fear the Lord and the King, my son, and do not join with rebellious officials. 
For those two will send sudden destruction on them, and who knows what calamities they can bring. I put this into a reminder to fear the Lord and your boss. <laughs> don't talk crap about them and don't be a pain to them. Because who knows what suddenly, sudden destruction your boss can bring on you. Verse 23, further sayings of the wise. These are also... These also are sayings of the wise. To so show partiality in judging is not good. Whoever says to the guilty, you are innocent, will be cursed by peoples and denounced by nations. But it will also go well, but it will go well with those who convict the guilty, and rich blessings will come to them. An honest answer is like a kiss on the lips. So even if you're, so this is another one I highlighted for myself. Even when it's hard to still tell, tell the truth, to give the honest answer, even if it's not going to be easy, even if you could, you know, go around the edges of the actual and just give a non-answer, you're still supposed to just give the honest answer because it's better than the non-answer or a white lie. Verse 27, put your outdoor work in order and get your fields ready. After that, build your house. Do not testify against your neighbor without cause. Would you use your lips to mislead? So I live in a condo. Trust me, this occurs all the time. People are talking smack. Apparently, I'm moving. Like I've moved or put my place up for sale five or six times. I think it's just because they want me to leave. And they make up all sorts of reasons why I'm doing it. Oh, he wants a bigger boat. He wants a different boat slip. He wants this or he wants that. It's just crazy what neighbors say and do. Verse 29, do not say, I'll do to them as they have done to me. I'll pay them back for what they did. I went past the, the field of a sluggard, past the vineyard of someone who has no sense. So a sluggard has no sense. That's what basically it said to me. And then verse 31, thorns had come up everywhere. The ground was covered with weeds and the stone wall was in ruins. I applied my heart to what I observed and learned a lesson from what I saw. So to me that, that struck home because basically I can learn from anything and I need to, I need to be aware and looking around and everything I see should be an example, even if it's an example of what not to do. Verse 33, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest and poverty will come on you like a thief and scarcity like an armed man. So that's it for chapter 24. We're getting close to the end of Proverbs. We have 25 through 31. So we have six more, basically just under a week left. And then we'll move into, and I want to get back into the Gospels. So we'll, we'll move into the, to, uh, the Gospels and start reading. Um, one of the two that we didn't read so far, and I'm praying about that. And bottom line, We'll find out here coming up soon, which where we go. But anyways, with all that, I just want to go back to God in prayer. Father, thank you for this day and thank you for all that you've done. Thank you for your word, the wisdom that comes down from the ages. This is ancient wisdom. It's stood the test of time. It's thousands of years old. It comes from Solomon. And Lord, I just pray that I would apply it in my life and that you would be honored and glorified by it that I would truly value it and that I would understand it and gain greater insight and understanding about you, 
myself, and the world. I thank you and I praise you for all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.